discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. seats in heavenly places where you belong. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Ask your neighbor, you are called. I'm glad to be in the house of God. There's so much to share with you. Yes. Now, those of us, we are not the only ones in this church. When we entered ourselves, we were like punk in the church. You know punk? <laughs> who, who has punk here? Punk. <laughs> Punky Joe. You see, punk, you have small hair here, and all the side is circular. That was how we were in the church. Very, the church looked so big, and we're very few over there. And our speech, I was telling them, telling we are filling the place. We'll get bigger. We'll become this, we'll become that. They will say, they will believe, they'll say, Amen, Amen, Amen. And out of there, 16 other churches came into existence. And it is still there. We still have that property, still there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today the churches are 17. Hallelujah. And counting. We are not the only people in the church. We have, we have not less than, we have close to 1,000 people in the church. Close to 1,000 people in the church. The church started 2011, this is 2017. How many years? That's six years. We've been able to build our own building. Isn't that amazing? And we are pushing to build other things in other places. I went to Akka recently and our church in Kaswa, they've gotten a very big auditorium that can sit about 350 people. And I went to go and you know, greet it and talk to them and encourage them. Can you imagine? How, how, how did these things happen? How did we succeed? How did it work? Do you think it has worked? Yeah, yeah the, the watch you're sitting inside is very expensive. We, we, we gave for it. Made things happen. I've been going for higher things, bigger things. We have, we have churches in Toronto. We have human beings in Toronto, human beings in Liverpool. Quite people are sitting in the church. The same church that started with students and whatever. Hey, isn't that amazing? How come things have changed and things have increased over the years? You see, every year has gotten better. Things have gotten better. We've increased. The question is, how has it worked? How has it, do you want to know how it has worked over there and how it's going to work? Yeah. What you were doing just a few seconds ago. Kola Aze Eve Elo Osha Allah Abba. You see, speaking in tongues and releasing prophecy, releasing words. Hmm? Speaking in tongues and releasing words that the Holy Spirit brings to your spirit. How did I know I should continue? Because naturally speaking, I was not supposed to continue. It's not a joke. You should be in my shoes during those times. It wasn't a small thing at all. If I tell you it was a comfortable thing that I knew what, oh, I'll be lying to you. It took God to speak to my spirit, talk to me, to encourage me and let me know that, listen, this thing is going to work. Stay to it. Stay at it. Focus. Don't, don't leave it. Focus on it. 
The Holy Spirit is the one to do that for you. So maybe you are in a place where things are not good. I know where I've come from. This was my roommate in second university. My roommates, we've been in the same room. We know we, we ate rice and shit with uh, ketchup. With baked beans. He likes baked beans, but with baked beans. For so, with egg. Egg will be inside. For so many days. So many. There was no money. There was no money today. He's a very rich man. You can see him. You can talk to him. You see what he can do. I'm joking. Don't, don't, don't approach. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he's rich. He's, God has blessed him. Hallelujah. How has things changed? How has it gotten better? It's, it's through the knowledge of God's word. Speaking in tongues and releasing words of glory. Okay? The future is bright. Speaking in tongues, so lava, and that's what I'm going to bring it to you. The future is bright. It's, it can only get better. Things are going to get better. Yeah, that's what I'm going to just say that to you and you release it. It's, it can only get better. I, I do not fail. I'm a success. The glory of God is working in my spirit. The glory of God is working around me. I can only see goodness and good days all the rest of my life. I will not go down. I'm going upwards. The path of the just are the shining light that shines more and more onto the perfect day. I'm shining more and more. That is how we've gotten to where we've gotten to. And that is how we are going to where we are going to. We are sitting in a worldwide ministry. We are sitting in one of the biggest churches in the whole world. Yeah. Fast forward 10 years from now, you will travel to any part of the world and you see a church, you see our church there. You go and sit in one of the churches and be happy and say, Hey, Pastor, I, went, I visited a church in Sydney, Australia. Oh, Pastor, I also I visited the one in, in, in Zambia. Hallelujah. Yeah, you'll be surprised. Yeah. How are we going there? I'm saying it now. I'm putting my faith, I'm expressing my faith. You two, what are you saying concerning your whole life? If you keep saying, I don't know what's going to happen to me when I look at my family, everything is, everything is not so stable, and everything. Listen, who, who, who comes to myself? We are in Africa, no family is good. <laughs> No family is good. Every family is terrible. Are you not in Africa? Ah, so what is your problem? No family is good. No. Every house has things, problems, challenges. Every house has witches registered. They are there. They are there. Yeah. And their purpose is to destroy, to make things bad for you. They'll destroy it and later on they'll confess and say they didn't know what they did. And that's witchcraft. Witchcraft is hurting uh, 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 someone. Okay? And when the person dies, you say, oh, look at how the person has died. You know how you did it. <laughs> so if you consider your family and consider your background, where you're coming from, you will do, your confession will be very different. Your confession will be that of complaint every time. You say, I don't know how things are going to be. I'm trying to put two and two together. Brother, stop putting two and two together. We are functioning by something called grace. God is working in us and working on our behalf. So you, you declare it. God is working in me and working on my behalf. I do not fail. I can only get better. Rosa, Pali, Kiso, Stono, Bele. Now, you may think that speaking in tongues that's nothing for you. But speaking in tongues is the language of God. It's the language that God has given to you and I. You speak in tongues. As you speak in tongues, the one who speaks in their own tongues, speaketh not unto men. You don't need to understand what I'm saying. The Bible is clear on it. I'm not talking to you. He says, but how be it in the spirit? He speaks mysteries. He's speaking to God. Mysteries concerning his own life. Mysteries concerning the glory that is hidden for his own glory. Eh? So there are things that are hidden concerning your life that are in tongues. 
lonely Ivalolo Shalabara Balabara Balabara. It's not a joke. It's not. I'm going to school. I'm going. You know, I'm going to school. I'm going to school for hours, Charlie. Most of us have gone to school. Yeah, most of us have gone to school. Most of us have gone to school. We are, we are wise. We are not foolish. Yeah. If it were not helping us, we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. If it didn't help, we wouldn't be doing it. That is that is the that is the route of prosperity. Okay. Yeah. That is it. Speak in tongues, and then where do start start bubbling up in your spirit? Start bubbling up in your spirit, and when you release those words, God prophecy. When you release those words. You are prophesying into your life. You are charting the course of your future. Your tongue is very powerful. You know your tongue is very powerful. Uh, the scripture mentions it. It says that with your tongue you can chart a course for yourself. What course are you charting for yourself? Are you charting a course of distraction and depression? And By your own words you shall be condemned or by your own words you shall be justified. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The judge shall be delivered through the words of his mouth. Yeah, through your words, through what you're saying concerning your life. Words go into the future and create. How did God create the heavens and the earth? Through his words. How do you do that? The Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the waters and God spoke. Then the Holy Spirit used what God has said to produce what we are seeing now. That is how things came into being. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? When you're working, you see, I've, I've so done that, I've so developed my, my, my spirit to the point that I can't think failure. It's very difficult for me. I have to try very hard. And even that one, it doesn't work. Let me, let me share a story with you. There was a day I visited my brother here. We went to his house. And his wife did plenty things. I've also already, but the food was so attractive. I ate even some more. I ate was some some. I forgot what it was. Drank malts and I ate uh, watermelon as well. My my my, my stomach was it was up to this point. As I was going home, it was up to this point. It was in the night too. When I go home, I just went to bed. As I was sleeping, sleeping like that, uh, then the food just came up. <laughs> Went into my brain, came out of my nose, came out of my ears, came out of my mouth. And I was crying. Someone wanted to come out of my eyes as well. <laughs> it was so painful. And I felt as though I was going to die. So when that thought came, so that, that, that devil spoke to me, I'm going to die. Then the so God said, my spirit actually responded and said, that it's not possible, I cannot die. <laughs> I have too many things to do. That was, that was the automatic thing. You know, I, it was a feeling. I felt like hey, something was going to happen to me. But my spirit just rose up. And said, oh, you cannot die. Oh, you are dying for what? No, 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 no. Death is yours. See, I've said it so many times that my spirit is conditioned with that kind of knowledge. You see, my spirit is conditioned with that kind of knowledge. So, it's, it's there. I've said it so, I, do, I cannot die. I'm not, if I would die, I cannot today. Not tomorrow. I'm not dying now. I have purpose to accomplish. There's something for me to do on the earth. That's, that's why we are staying here. You see, for Christians, death is not the end. Death is just the means to glory. For Christians, that's why in the Bible, we are, not, we are not told how to grieve. There's no steps to grieving. Step one, shout. <gasps> Step two, let's just come. Step three. There's nothing like that in the Bible. 
Can you imagine? We are not taught how to grieve. Because for a Christian, death is sowing. If you sow a seed, it goes to a period of death. But actually, the death is for the purpose of resurrection. For growth, for more to come. So that's Christians. Christians are sown. We don't die, we are sown. When you are sown, you, you germinate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we must make sure everybody is born again. If you are not born again, you die, you are dead. It's gone, it's finished. You are waiting for something called eternal judgment. Mm-hmm. There's eternal judgment. There are different kinds of judgments. Everybody resurrects, but some will resurrect to shame, some will resurrect to glory. But for Christians, we resurrect to glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's so conditioned. But that was what it said. Every time. Challenge. You have challenge. You see, challenges are part of life. You know, challenges are part of life. How many of you know about challenges? How many of you are sitting here? You have problems. You have problems. Like one or two problems. Like you have one or two. Like there's one B. When it comes to your mind, hey, you just remember. You'll you be, you be smiling. Hey, then it comes to your mind. Just change your face. Like you become steady. It's like, <laughs> problems, life. Jesus promised us problems. Isn't that amazing? Christianity is not a life without problems. Christianity is a life with plenty of problems. You become born again, the problems in peace. Have you ever, have you ever experienced what I'm talking about? When you become born again fresh, you ask God, God, I want this to happen. God, I want this to happen. You are a baby. As you start growing up, you say, God, I want this. Like it's not, it's not happening. Hey, God, why? But why? And things are coming in. Things, challenges, problems. This one. Why? Why? Why is it like that? Because challenges are the substrate. Okay? Or the ground upon which faith must grow. That's what challenges are meant for. Challenges are meant to help you grow. It's not going to bring the challenges. But out of the challenges, you are supposed to emerge victorious. That's what I'm talking about. So don't complain and blame God. And God, if it's there, what is all the meaning of this? You can complain till you die. You never change. He's still God. He has not changed. Your problem is, is thank God for your life. He will say thank God. God will say thank God for your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You can complain as much as you want. Am I preaching to you or I'm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Until you, you, you learn to put the word of God to work in your life. Those challenges will never leave. They will never leave. God has taught us how to let me go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. What's written there? 1 John 5, 4. It says, For whatsoever is born of God, that's what, overcometh the world. Is it true? Why is he saying overcometh the world? Why is he saying that? Why do you saying that? Because the world presents challenges. That is what the world has been designed for. The world will not give you what you are looking for. Do you know the world does not present to you what you are looking for? What you are expecting, the natural, normal life, has been programmed to not give it to you. Ooh, you didn't know? I am telling you the truth. 
You want a certain kind of job. You want it. The world has a program not to give that job to you. You have dreams. The world has a program to destroy your dreams. That's the purpose of the world. Can you imagine? Because of Adam's fall, and the one who is now ruling the... You know God is not in charge of the system. God is not in charge of the... God is not in charge of the world, though. You don't know that. Let me tell you. Go to Luke chapter 4. Let's read from verse 4. Okay, Luke 4, 4. This is the temptation of Jesus. And Jesus answered him and saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Continue. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain showed unto him. Look at this one. Now, this is not fake. It's true. It happened. Okay, the Bible says that. And the devil taking Christ or Jesus up into a high mountain showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He showed him all the worlds and the kingdoms of the world and the beauty of it in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee. I will give all this power to you. The word power is authority. I will give all this authority to you and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. Now, the devil is a liar, but he's telling the truth. <laughs> the devil is a liar, he's the father of all lies. But if this was not true, Christ, Jesus' answer would have been different. Jesus would have said, You are lying. You are lying. Jesus and the devil, they are not on the same platform. He would tell him like that. But look at Jesus' answer. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He just say, You are lying. Get thee out of get thee hands. No. Because he knew that it was true. The devil said, I'll give you everything, the glory, everything, because it has been delivered unto me. Who gave it to him? Eh, Adam. He gave it to him. Adam gave it to him. He gave him the keys of hell, the keys of death, the keys of the world. He gave it everything. So the world we are living in right now, he's called the prince of the power of the air. He's called the god of this. Let me show you something. Go to Ephesians chapter um, chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. Ephesians 2, 1 and 2. It says, And you have seen quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. I mean, in time past, he walked according to the course of this world. This is in time past, he's talking to Christians. This you, a Christian now, has been. Go back, go to verse 1. I like the scripture. It says, and you has he made alive. The word quicken means to make alive. It says, by virtue of your born again experience, now you are alive. <laughs> Meaning that if you are not born again, you are dead. I've been talking about spiritual training, isn't it? Training is not spiritually. Anybody who's not born again is not alive in the spirit. He's dead. He's spiritually dead. Because it's a seed of Adam. The day you become born again, you are awakened and you come alive to the fatherhood of God. And you are waking to the Holy Spirit. Your eyes are open. Your ears are open. You, you come alive. So he says that you have seen made alive. Who were dead in trespasses. He says you were dead in trespasses and in sins. But now, if you are a Christian, you have been made, say, I'm, I've been made alive. I've been made alive. Ask anybody, are you a Christian? Are you born again? Oh. Ask him, oh. <laughs> oh. You are born again, right? If you are not born again, it will lead you to Christ. Okay? You has he made alive. He has made us alive. Who were dead in trespasses. So right now, if you are a child of God, you are not dead in trespasses and in sins. Sin has nothing to do with you. Is that not wonderful? The knowledge of that helps you to journey in righteousness. The fact that I am not a sinner. You see, people, Christians who pray, you know I'm a sinner. Father, you know I'm a sinner. He doesn't see you as a sinner. 
you may do me, you may make some mistakes, but he lets you know what to do when you make a mistake. A mistake. Just confess your sin. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sin. Right now, sin is not a problem. God has handled sin and has brought us into Christ and made us righteous. Now we must live as the right life. You see, I make the right choices. I choose rightly. I bring God on the scene. I'm a child of God, and my purpose in this world is to bring God wherever I go. It's to display his virtues, his excellence, his perfections. I'm alive to God. I am dead to sin. I am now alive to God. So, me, and no matter where, which corner I am in, no matter what wrong I have done, I still remember this. I am dead to sin. That's in Romans chapter 6, verse 11. It says, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive to God. Eh? Romans chapter 6, verse 11. It says, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed. It says, The word reckon means to put to your account. I mean, put to your account. Remember the fact that you are dead to sin. And you are now alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm saying I'm alive to God. Alive. Meaning that my members are only subject to God. Can only, re- can only uh, uh, react to God. Have you seen a dead body before? You ever seen a dead body before? You realize that no matter how much he owes you, the person is dead. He, he, he owing, you realize that the guy has tied 100,000 of your money away in his death. Uh, one of my uncles with me how you know this cool man um, saw another man doing so well and he, he asked him so uh, what's what's because we all started together and these cool people are into business they are really real wild business people started business together they were both doing but after some time this guy was going very very far you mean you could buy cars building houses so he went to see him Charlie what's what's going on and the man introduced him to his business and told him that oh I'm dealing in arms you know there's a legal licensed way of dealing in arms guns and everything. You can deal in arms with the government and with other governments as a private person. You know that. Yeah, so that was what he was doing. And he said, oh, that's why I'm getting so much money. I buy bullets for them and for the police, for the, the army and all those things. So I can introduce, I'm going to introduce, but I want to, there's, a, there's an older man who introduced me to the business. So I want to take you to him so that he can link you. So he went to the older woman and the older woman, woman said that, oh, I can also link, I can link you like I did with your brother. Give me $50,000. This is 1993. $50,000 is a lot of money, isn't it? Give me $50,000 and I'll get it done. I'll get it sorted out. So he gave him, the, so, you know, trust. He knows the man. So he just gave him $50,000 without signing anything. Just like that. Two days later, the man went to Takade. On his way, the older man went to Takade. On his way back, he had an accident and died. When the man, when the business, this was his last fifty thousand dollars. He just gave it to this man. The man is coming back. He's dead. No document signed. So he went to the man's house, went to his wife, and said, "Oh, I gave fifty thousand dollars to your husband. Can I kindly get it back?" She said, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I've not seen any money like that. Of course, it's lying. The man is sitting. I has one that just died. Fifty thousand sitting down. They didn't know what she can do with it. <laughs> she needs to take care of her children and everything." So the man lost the money. No matter how the man beats the dead body, like Jackie Chan, the dead body cannot rise. When we say you are dead to something, it means that you, no matter what you do, you are not, you cannot react to that particular thing. So this particular is so detailed. Just likewise, reckon, reckon. The word reckon means to put to your account. Look at the amplified. If you have it, it's just by the side. 
I hope it's blessing you. It says, even so consider yourselves to be dead, also dead in, to sin and your relation to it broken. You don't have any relationship. I don't have any relationship with, with sin. If you don't say it, it will never happen in your life. The way to let the word of God become activated in your life is by saying it. Do you get it? Yeah. How can you stop doing foolish things? See, I'm the righteousness of God. I will not do these things. I cannot react. And when the day you are presented with that particular thing that has been setting you off, every time when you see it, you can you tell God, God, forgive me, I'm coming. Then you go and do the thing. Then you come back. Then God, you go be the head. Thank God for your life. I'm coming. I thought, this one, God, this one is my last, last chance. God, you know this is my weak point. <laughs> This is my weak point, God. It's my weak You know, you know. So you hold on, I'm coming. As you confess the word of God that you are alive to God, you'll be surprised that the next time it is presented to you, you just can't react to it. One minister was like, a serious gambler. Serious gambler. He could gamble like something. He got born again. He was raising the Lord to a point. He was, he was sitting in a train going somewhere. This is in the UK. He was going somewhere. And some guys met him in a train. And then gave him, they brought, they were gambling in a train. And they called him. Brother, come and let's get, we know you, we've seen you some casinos here and there. Come and let's gamble. What's, what's going on? The guy said, I didn't come with my hands. He said, I didn't come with my hands. If I came with my hands, I would have gambled. I didn't come with my hands. You have hands, what's going on? I didn't even come with my legs. I can't even walk over to where you are. You see, he was saying that his body, his members are given unto God. He has so said that to himself that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I become God's temple. My body is yielded only to righteousness and not to sin. You see, if you read on, you see it is yield yourselves, your members, therefore, as instruments of righteousness unto what? Unto eternal life, unto life eternal. Hmm? It is this Romans simply Romans six thirteen. It says, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Have you seen it? See, I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. Okay, so let's go back to the devil, right? Okay, so Ephesians. I just said this too. It's just a digression, but I know I digress because you needed it. You are see quickly who are dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2. He says, Wherein in time past, he's describing your past. He says, Wherein in time past, before you became born again, you walked according to the course of this world. There's a course of this world. See the course of this world. Do you understand that? There's a course of this world. There's a programming. Well, if you go to school, you have a course that you do. Well, what course did you do? I read engineering, mechanical engineering. It means that you went through a program. Was a big, you had a beginning, had an end, you were given a certificate and everything. Isn't it? There's a course also of the world. The world has been programmed. There's a system for the world. Then it says, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. He's called the prince of the power of the air. Every day, air you're breathing, he's the prince of it. Everything around. He's in, he's in the atmosphere. The devil is in the atmosphere. He owns the atmosphere. owns everything around it. Can you imagine? The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. There's a spirit that works in people who don't obey God. They, don't, they are not obeying, disobeying God because they want to. There's a spirit. There's a prince of the power of the air that is operating in their lives and causing them to go the way they are, they, they are not supposed to go. I'm saying it. 
You are someone in charge. You think the floods are caused by God? Emphatically not. If the floods, sometimes, you know, circle disaster. How many of you remember circle disaster? Plenty of people died all at once. Sometimes you hear landslide, like something happened and people, a lot of people died. Recently, some happened in one of these countries. It keeps happening. Disaster. You be good. Gas explosion. And then plenty of people die. Have you seen those things? Who is in charge? Do you think God? Every time when it happens, you mention God. Why did God allow this to happen? Brothers and sisters, it's not God though. There's a God of this world. Hmm? Yes. 2 Corinthians 4 4. Yes, 2 Corinthians. Yeah. Let's read from verse 3 so that we, we, we get to understand the word. Paul says, But if our gospel be hid, if our gospel is hidden, for instance, you are preaching and someone is looking at you. You see, death is so amazingly real. <laughs> And when you die, everything changes. One of our pastors had an attack years ago, about three years ago, and ended up sleeping in the hospital for two weeks. Someone wanted to kill him, actually. Someone took him to a German to kill him. But he, he didn't lie, by God's grace. Yeah, someone went, to, so they went to warn him. Go and go and turn it. Then he went and turned it, and he became fine. Hallelujah. He was not a pastor then. He was a young Christian, three years ago. So while he was in the hospital, he was... Confirmation, you put at the place where a lot of people die. You know, there's a place in Confirmation where when you go there, they say that you may not come back. D block. D block. You may not come back. Yeah. So he was lying there. And as he was lying there, he saw people dying. About 10 people died during his two week period stay there. You see. He would sleep in the mornings and throughout the afternoon. So he would wake up in the night. By 11 p.m., he's awake. From 11 p.m. to 4 p.m., he's at 4 a.m., he's awake, seeing what is going on. And he saw people dying and how they were dying. How they were dying. <laughs> Those who are Christians will die smiling and will die talking to someone who was standing by them or people who were standing by them. Like, oh, are you coming for me? Wow, I can't wait to go. That's, that was, he sounded, I'm not lying to you, I can let him come and come and tell you. Okay, he's, he's, not, he's not in Kumasi, he's, he's a pastor in Central Region. I can bring him to come and come and just share his experience with you. They were dying and then they would be saying, Yes, let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. You guys are looking so glorious. Look at your dress. Wow. Two minutes later, he'll be dead. Then there were others who would be holding their bed crying. No! With their last strength. I will go. I will go. Ah, ah, ah. And they are dead. He says he was shocked with he saw about three Muslims dying. And when they were dying, this was what they were doing. This was let me show you. Why didn't they tell me? You then they'll mention their Christian friends' names. You should have warned me more. What is the meaning of all this? Look at their coming for me. Insulting and cursing their, their Christian brothers. Not they are not brothers, of course. They are Christian, they are Christian friends. They should have warned me more. Mention his name. Go see your boss. Wow, I can't tell you. You didn't tell me. Look at that. I will pick whilst their bodies on their body. When their bodies on their body, when everything, when their bodies on, like, I'm hustle, I'm hustle. When they are fine, they are walking around and doing. You tell them they don't mind you. Why don't they mind you? You can preach a gospel to someone. You can cry and every person not mind you. 
He says, but if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. Why is it hidden to them that are lost? He shows you. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. They are, what mind is he talking about? He's not talking about this mind. He's talking about their mind, their spiritual mind. He's blinded their spiritual mind. So no matter what you say, they will mind. Oh, 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 let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. Everything will be fine. What? There's no hell. There's no heaven. Brother, whether you believe it or not. When you go, you will see. Yeah, but it pays to just believe the thing right now. So that when you go and it's not true, it's not true. But if you go, if you go and it's true, what you are saying is true. Hallelujah. There's a God of this world who blinds their mind. He says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them who believe not, lest the light of the glory of God of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. He blinds them. He blinds the eyes of their mind. So that they cannot see. You can say and say and see and see and see. Have they not heard? They have heard. But they don't mind. Why? Because there's someone in charge. There's someone in charge whose purpose in their lives is to take them to hell. That's his purpose. The purpose of the devil in this world is to take people to hell. And he does it in mass sometimes. Through, a, through war. If a war comes, you can put five million people into hell at once. So they don't have time to change. You get it? They don't have time to change. If there, there can be a disaster, a wild accident, you are driving. The VIP bus driver will just sleep tomorrow. When you open that, crash! Half of the people in the bus die. He has managed to put about 15 people into hell at once. But normally, most of them may not be born again. If he knows that there are a lot of unbelievers out in a particular place, okay, let's do something about it. Then he put. Let me show you. Let me show you a scripture. Go to Luke chapter 13, verse 1. Luke chapter 13, verse 1. He organizes, that's what he does. Maybe you've not seen these scriptures in the Bible. Maybe they are dead. He organizes them, organizes mass entry into hell. You can have 100,000 people coming on a daily basis. Yeah, organize, organize. He's an organizer. Just organize, organize. Okay, so people are opening today. We just kill plenty. This is concerning, concerning Jesus. There were present at that time, at that season, some that told him, they were telling Jesus, of the Galileans. Okay, they told Jesus of the, of the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Now, these are Galileans. They were sacrificing, you know, to who we don't know. But I'm thinking it was to God. They were just doing their sacrifice. But why would Pilate kill them if they were doing their normal sacrifice? They were doing a certain kind of sacrifice that didn't go down well with Pilate. So Pilate went and killed all of them and mingled their blood with their own sacrifices, killed everybody. Like a, a disaster, something disastrous just happened. Like killed everybody. And Jesus, let's look at Jesus' answer. And Jesus answering said unto them, This is you know Jesus is God, right? When Jesus is talking, know that it's God is Jesus' opinion is God's opinion. Yeah. The only one who had that particular thing. Direct. What he's saying is God, because he's God. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose it that these Galileans were sinners, meaning that they were sinners. Do you suppose that they were sinners above all the Galileans because they suffered such things? He says, do you think they were sinners more than you? And Jesus answered, yes. I tell you, nay, but except you repent, 
you shall not likewise perish. Do you hear that? Do you understand what he's saying? How do you understand it? If you don't change, you also be you also have a likewise faith. Okay, amplified. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, change your mind for the better and actually amend your ways with the abhorrence of your passions, you will all likewise perish and be lost eternally. What, why did Pilate do that? The devil moved him to do that. Why did Hitler do what he did? Who moved Hitler to do what he did? Hitler ended up killing 60 million people. By the end of Hitler's life, when he was dying, he, his presence in this world had killed 60 million people. 6 million of them being Jews. You know 60 million? Not the devil used him to organize like 60 million. Let's go. Let's go to hell. Because you likewise perish. So when something, when a disaster happens, don't think that it's God, like God is the one who has moved the heavens and moved, he's called the prince of the power of the air. He moves them. His job is to program you to, to destruction. Jesus said that all the things that are in this world are going to perish. Because you bought a new phone. Very nice. You wipe it in your shirt. Nice shirt, you just wipe it in your shirt like that. When someone wants to take your phone and check something, Oh, Charlie, so what, what are you checking? Let me check it for you. Let me just. You don't even want anybody to press that thing for you. Is it true? Yeah. Don't want a person to even press it. You want, you want to press it yourself. Oh, let me, let, me, let me do it for you. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't, don't worry. What do you want? You want Facebook? Okay. Then you show it to him like that. <laughs> don't want anybody to touch it. Fast forward one month later. You throw your phone like that. When I go to sleep, you throw it on the bed. And then you sleep. You don't care about it. Everything. The decays. Everything in the world decays with time. The dress you are wearing one day to be in the ground. You will not be wearing it again. You don't want to really see it. But when you got it fresh, you see the. When you wear it, you feel like you're a supermodel. You become like that. But after some time, everything is programmed to fail. Can you imagine? Everything. I'm not the one saying it. It's in the Bible. Look for it for me. There are plenty, actually. There's one in First Peter chapter chapter one, verse twenty-four. Let's see one there. Look at First Peter one twenty-four. It is for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as a flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower fades. There falleth away. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? For all flesh is what as grass, and all the glory of man, all the glory of man as the flower of grass. What happens to grass? The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. That's how it is. Yeah. Flower, grass withers, and the flower drops off. There are more. You can find more. James, chapter 4, verse what? 14. Brother James. It is whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, or what is your life. It is even a vapor. So your life is like it's vapor, it's vapor that appears for a, light, a little time and then vanishes away. Maybe you've not lived for long, but if you live for long, you realize that people were doing well. All of a sudden, things change. They're not doing well anymore. Money is gone, cars are gone, everything is gone. Everything just fades away. There's more. There's more. I like you to. I want you to know that this natural life, eh, you'll be shocked. It is not easy at all. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse thirty-one. So you see, they are in the Bible. They are there. The Bible says it. 
First Corinthians 7 13. And they that use this word as nothing abused, as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passeth away. The fashion of this world. Don't think about the fashion. Let's read Amplified of this particular verse. Look for more for me. And those who deal with this world overusing the enjoyment of this world, of this life, as though they were not absorbed by it. And as if they had no dealings with it. He's telling you how to live your life. For the outward form of this world, the present world order is passing away. The present world order is what? It's passing away. It's passing away. It's fading away. Someone marriage today. After five years. I don't like my wife anymore. Something. All kinds of things happen. Is it true? Yeah, more. There's more. You can look for more for me. Sorry? Isaiah 40, verse 6. Okay, but this one. This one, First John 2, 17. It says, and the world passes away and disappears, and with it the forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, the last of it. But he who does the will of God and carries out his purposes in his life abides remains forever. The second portion is what I'm really interested in now. I'll be, I'll be coming to that, but I just want you to see the, the first portion. Okay? Yeah. The world is programmed for disorder, is programmed for distraction, is programmed for decay, is programmed for, for you to go down. Down, 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 down. The devil has planned some accident for some people. It's planned. Every time they are discussing it. Okay, so what, how, how are we killing him? The demon who, who, who is around them will come. Eh, master, I'm thinking, you know, they are serpents, so they talk like I'm thinking that we should kill him. Around, 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 around. Plans, 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 strategies. He has strategy. The devil mentioned that the devil has strategies. Uh, how am I going to let's let's plan depression for him? Depression, depression. There's depression in the world. There's discouragement in the world. The people are trying to encourage you, will not encourage you. They will tell you things that will depress you. When you die, they'll say, Oh, I didn't know. Witchcraft, witchcraft. <laughs> I didn't know that they did it. So, if you don't apply the other side, if you don't apply the other side, there's another side. There's a program that God has designed for you. Can you imagine God also has a program for you? He has a design. Now that you're born again, there's a program, there's a design for you. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says some of it. Let's look at it. Ephesians 2 10. Let's read the Amplified. The Amplified is nicer. For we are God's own handiwork. He's talking to Christians. He says, you are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. In other words, you are God's product. God, now that you're born again, God is the one who has given birth to you. Now that you have been given birth to by God, God has a purpose for you. Recreated in Christ Jesus. Born anew that we may do those good works. Which God predestined. There's, there are good things that God has predestined and predestinated for you. Planned beforehand. So God has a plan before you beforehand. For us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the word, living the word, the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. There's a good life, there's a wonderful life that God has prearranged for you to live. A life that goes against the, the fashion or the glory of this world, or the, the way the world goes. The world has a program to go down. God has programmed you to go up. 
Okay? How does that work? How is it going to work? Your faith. How are you going to overcome the world? Why is he saying, if whatsoever is born of God, overcoming the world? Because the world represents challenges. The world represents all kinds of things. Now, the way to overcome it is by something called your faith. Eh? For whatever, this is 1 5, 4. For whatever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. What is faith? Faith is, I have not seen it with my physical eyes. But God has said it, therefore I believe it. Because God has said it, I believe it. I will act like it because it is true. What has God said about you? God has said that He has prearranged a good life for you. So what do I do? I believe that God has said He has prearranged a good life for me. I know that tomorrow can only be good. So what should I be expecting five years from now? Five years from now, I'll be bigger, better. Enjoying more goodness than I've ever done in my life. How is tomorrow going to be like? Tomorrow is going to be more excellent, more good. I'm actually putting my faith to work. Faith is believing and speaking, isn't it? I believe it, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we also speak. So I believe. If I believe, then I'll speak it and act as though it were real because it is real. I see what I'm talking about. So during those times, I was not discouraged. Discouragement would want to come to. Ah, this, you know, discouragement. Discouragement can knock on your door. Boom, 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 boom. He wants to come inside. Be pun and then I. Be pun and then I. Ah, be pun and be pun. Remember, depression will want to come. Spirit of disappointment. What? Special visit. Discouragement will come. Special visit. Wants to discourage you for you to kill yourself. You know, people can be discouraged and depressed to the point that they will take their own life. They will say, it is not worth it. It is not worth what? You know, my wife works in the hospital. She deals with children. She's a pediatrician. This child came to the hospital two weeks ago. The child had taken antiretroviral drugs. Four month, six month old baby. You know, antiretroviral drugs for HIV. Overdose. And was dying. You know? So the, what's the story? What's the story behind? What's the story behind it? The mother had has two children, this baby, and then a five-year-old boy. Okay, the first boy has a different father. The second child also has a different father. Then the second one, uh, I think the, I thought the first one, the second one affected her, infected her with HIV. She was living with it for some time, and she has the drugs, and she's so depressed. Nobody's minding her. Nothing is happening. She's so depressed that you know what she did. What I'm going to say is a little graphic, but bear with it if you can't see me after church, okay? <laughs> so I comfort you. You know what she did? She took a knife and chopped off the five-year-old boy's head, decapitated him completely from his body and threw the head somewhere, and gave the, 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 the younger child plenty of antiretroviral drugs so the child would die. So they put the child here, the, the younger one here, the older boy was here, the, the head was somewhere, and then she set the house on fire so that they would all die together. While the fire was going, the neighbors saw that uh, something is happening, so they came, they rushed in. When they rushed in, came saw the boy's head there, this, the baby was dying, so they rushed the baby to the hospital. And the mother was taken to the police station, stroke psychiatry ward. Why did that happen to her? 
That is the plan of the devil. Demons, they are demons. Their their purpose is to make you, is to get you. To, they will they will destroy your mind. They will let you think. They will sit on your mind and poo on it and movie on it and vomit on it and do all kinds of things on it. And it comes out as depression, like you are worried. You are you don't know. You are anxious. Let me end it all. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know if the future is going to do anything. Brother, there's another plan for you. If only you look at that plan, you realize that everything will be fine. No matter what you are going through now, makes no difference. So you must learn to consider what God has said. And you do so by your faith, by looking at God's word and speaking it to yourself. Speaking it to yourself. I cannot go down. I cannot. So the thought will come. You have gone down. I, and everything around you shows that you have gone down. You get it. Everything around shows that you've gone down. But you say to you, you say it to yourself. No, I cannot go down. I cannot go down. I have not reduced. I'm going higher and higher in the name of the Lord Jesus. I'm going higher and higher. I'm going higher and higher. And you'll be surprised that the demons, when you speak the word of God like that, all the demons run away. They can't stay around. They all run away. <laughs> you know the demons that Jesus casted out of people are still around. You know, they don't die. Demons don't die. Hey, demons don't die. They, are, they, are, they don't. Have you seen the spirit dying? They are around. The demoniac of Gadara, the guy whose mind was affected to the point that he was cutting himself and could not be restrained, would tear in chains. The demons that came out of him, all those 2,000 demons that left. Legion, hey, remember Legion? How many of you remember that story? Yeah, Legion. And they went into the pigs and went through the sea. They didn't die with the pigs, so the pigs died, but they didn't die. They were disembodied. Okay? They were disembodied. They had a body, they had a, they were staying in that man. Demons need their body to have expression. They need a container to have expression because they are spirits. They can't have expression in this world. You see. But when they have a container, then they can express themselves. So they look for men, they look for human beings, they look for animals to also inhabit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they found this man, stayed in him, then Jesus came took them out, and they went to the animal. Then the animals, when the animals got into the animals could not bear it. What is this? We don't like this place. So the animals rushed into the sea and died. They committed suicide. <laughs> Rather than have this, it doesn't mean that all the pigs in the world have demons in them. <laughs> Rather that your pigs and be happy. Hallelujah. How can you be denying people of such nice meat? Tomato is very nice. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But those demons are still around. They are still around. Highly experienced as the years go by. Plenty. Plenty. How can you rid yourself of those things? By keeping your mind in God's way. Or on God's way. Hallelujah. So important. So important. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to go down. I refuse to be frustrated. You realize frustration is coming. It's part of it. Frustration frustrations would want to come. But what you are supposed to do is to use the word of God to overcome frustrations. You understand? To overcome depression. To overcome discouragement. To overcome anger. Sometimes the devil would want to use your anger to destroy you. Have you ever heard someone, if you've gone to the prisons before, you'll be surprised at what you hear. One moment of madness, small anger, led him to slap somebody, the person died. Give that person killer blow. One blow. Yes. The person fell down and his head hit a stone. They will say, man's water. Before you realize, you are starting before a judge. You think your life is yours. Your life, is not, your life actually belongs to the country. 
<laughs> if you like do something wrong right now, you'll be shocked at how how your life will become. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Don't let anger rule you. Anger can rule you to the point that you do something wrong, something you never. Haven't you heard of husbands killing their wives before? Yeah. And wives roasting their husbands before? Yes. They have just roast their husband. Something will just anger, just angry. Same person they said they love, just kill the person and will end up in prison, spending a lifetime of regret. Use God's, tell me about use God's word. Yeah, know what it says. I've been programmed for goodness. I am the blessed of God. I'm blessed. So you may look, you may look, you may look around. You realize that there's you don't you, you can't see what blessing is around. Like what blessing? You look, you see your mother's face. You don't like your mother. Ah, God. You look here. You see that your job is not going on well. Ah, God, 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 God. You look around, you see things that are just like, ah, everything is just. But you look at the word, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I'm in Christ Jesus. What do you do? You say to yourself, I'm blessed. I like this one. Everything around me shows that it is not true. But this one says that it is true. Do you remember Mary in the Bible? Jesus' mother, Mary. Nothing showed physically that she could conceive. She even she said that ah, nobody has slept with me. How can I conceive? How can I bear a child? Says, then the angel said, With God, he says, with man not think, it may not it may not be possible, but with God all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. With God, how do you how do you carry God? You carry God with His word. His word is is in. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Oh, you say I'm blessed. You see that that's wrong thing. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You look at hey, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. When it, when the when the heat goes higher, you even shout even more. You know why we shout when we are praying? But sometimes we are praying, and then we start bringing it to your mind. You see, things are not working well. And you'll be talking the rest of school tone. Things are not working well. If you look around you, you see, you should be you should be realistic. You have to be realistic. Think, stop, and think about how you are going to make things work. Your tongues are not even correct. This shabala brabala braba. It's not the correct one. It is the mama maya, mama maya that works. We'll be talking to you, be advising you like that. You are in a council with him. Bringing thoughts. Bringing thoughts. You should you see you should stop doing this and go and do something else. Are you doing what is all this? In two bombayans and Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you don't think you are the only person goes who has that. Everybody has it. Everybody has it. He'll be talking to you. But you, you, you say something different. I'm a child of God. I will never go down. I'm going higher. The Bible says, While we look not at the things which are seen. He was describing faith. And he mentioned that particular scripture. It's in, it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's read from verse 13 so that we get it even more. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. 
He says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up also us by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Verse 16. For which cause we faint not. Since we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he says, for our light affliction. He says, what you are going through is a light affliction. It's a light affliction. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. To God is but, you, you see, to you it's like, this thing has prolonged. Why is it not ending? Why is all this happening? Light affliction. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal, eternal weight of glory. How? While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The word temporal is subject to change. They are subject to change. It came to pass. That word is that particular phrase is so rampant in the Bible. And it came to pass. It has come to pass. Whatever it is that you are going to has come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever it is that you are seeing around you has come to pass. It will not remain the same. Yeah, I know, I know where I'm coming from. There was a time in my life, even getting one CD for something was a not that it wasn't CDs, it wasn't one CD like I mean five thousand and ten thousand and two thousand and twenty thousand and those things. You, you didn't get some, those times five hundred CDs. Twenty twenty CDs. You know there was twenty CDs before, like the friend that looked like an octagon. You remember? Uh-huh. If you don't remember that, I don't know when you were born. <laughs> but that one is recent, just 2006, 2007. It was still around. Ten years ago, it was still around. Hallelujah. Very difficult. It didn't look like anything, anything good can happen. But it has changed. And it's still changing. Yeah, it's getting better. How is it getting better? Time only reveals what you have done in the spirit. Time. If you just say, oh, time heals. Time does not heal anything. Time does not change anything. Time only changes and reveals. Time, it doesn't change. It reveals what has happened in the spirit. Time is an unveiler. You get it? Time. Hours, seconds, minutes, days, weeks, months, years are there to reveal what you have done spiritually. What can you do spiritually? Rebo Santanam Vele Kujala Balaba. My future is bright. As you said, your future it has gone into your future. I saying it. Now time will come and unveil that particular thing that your future is was ex, was actually very bright when you said it down there. But if you don't say anything, you're quiet. And you, or you are saying other things. I don't know how things are going to be. You know, this life is very difficult. You are sending words into your future. You, you get to tomorrow, you realize that tomorrow is more difficult than it was yesterday. You get to the next one, it's more difficult, and you are, you'll be going down and down and down and down and down. So time just reveals. It just reveals an unveiler. It's an unveiler of what has happened spiritually. Okay? If, if you've read your Bible very carefully, in Genesis chapter 1, 
from verse 3 downwards, you realize God was creating. God said, let there be light. God said, let the trees be, 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 uh, be trees come out of the ground. Let this happen. Let this happen. God said so many things. But in chapter 2, from verse 4, you realize that it's like God is doing them again. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know Let me give you an example. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Let's read verse 27 and verse 28. Okay. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him. Male and female created them. And God blessed them and said, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and, dom- and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every creep, living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, at this particular time, he had created them. Look at the place, go up to the place where he, had, where he created them. Verse 20, look at verse 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth. Have you seen it? Which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every every wing fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. So he's talking about how he created whales, moving things on the earth. Hmm? That includes cattle and everything. Is it true? Yeah. Okay, go to chapter 2. Genesis chapter, chapter 2. Let's read verse. No, go to verse 18. And the Lord said, It's no good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help. Meet for him. Have you seen it? Look at the next verse. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field. Like that. Have you seen it? And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. He's now getting it done. But he did it before. Am I lying or is it in the Bible? In the Bible. Okay, so what is going on? Was Genesis chapter 1 a lie? Genesis chapter 2, the real thing. Two words. The first one is create. God created. The Greek word, the Hebrew word is bara. To create means to bring into existence out of nothing. Okay? Out of nothing. This one here. And God, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every bit. The word formed is yachar. It means to make out of pre-existing material. So there's creation. God created. Then God formed. What is he saying? The day you say, I can never be poor in my life, you have created. That's happening in the spirit. With time, it will be formed for you to see it physically and to be able to handle it with your hand. Even with Adam, it was the same. Genesis 1, 26. Let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, blah, blah, blah. So in the... Oh, am I, am I reading the Bible? And God said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth, and over the castle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Create, create, create. But man was not there. Go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils and the breath, the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Created him. Time passed and he formed. 
Hmm. Are you seeing it? That's how it works. So whatever you are going to enjoy tomorrow, if you want to enjoy tomorrow, brother, start creating things right now. How? God said, you to say some. What do you want to enjoy? How do you want life to be? How do you want life to be? Great. So say it. My life is going to be great. My future is so bright. The future is mine. All things are mine. I will never go down in my life. I'm going upwards and forwards only. My life is for upward movements and forward movements only. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You see, you add in the name of Jesus because Jesus' name secures it for you. Then time will get a form. So time will reveal what was created in the spirit. God was saying, you to say something. When he said that, he formed it. It came to pass. Hallelujah. I will never be poor in my life. You may look around today. Now, remember when God said, let there be light. Let this happen. Let this happen. You realize that if you look at it very carefully, you realize that it wasn't, it didn't change at once. But in the next chapter, even the trees, he said, let the trees appear and everything. It wasn't happening. He gave Adam seeds to plant for the seeds to grow. That's verse Genesis chapter two. That's in verse Genesis chapter two, verse five. Look at Genesis chapter two, verse five. Let show me the side where he created the trees in Genesis chapter one, and let's see how he did it in Genesis chapter two. Okay, chapter one, verse eleven. Look at chapter one, verse eleven. And God said, "Let the earth bring forth what? Let the earth bring forth what? Grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. It was what? It was so." Verse 12, go to verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Ah, God saw it that it was good. Where was he seeing it? Spiritually. Look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 5. It's amazing. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. He had created man, but he says there was not there was not a man in the earth. Uh, creation and formation are two different things altogether. That's how the whole world functions. If you don't let it function like that, brother, you just be going down like that. As the years go by, you just be going down, you just be reducing. If you look at your circumstances today and let that become your confession, your tomorrow will be the same. To be worse, I refuse to think like a failure. I'm a success. Things may not have gone well for me in time past, but I I know what to do now. There's nothing like knowing what to do. I'm just sharing with you what to do with it. Like, what can I do? Can I do something? Do I? Is my life in my hand? Can I do something? Your life is not in anybody's hand. Your life is in your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say my life is in my own hand. Do you have scriptures to prove what I'm saying? There are too many. There are too many. Too many. That's a very powerful one. Let's read Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. 7, 8, 9. Okay? Yeah. You put God puts you in charge. You are in charge. You are in charge of your life. You can chart your course of glory. 
or the other way around. It says, only, Joshua 1, verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper with us whatsoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You will make your way prosperous. You will have good success. You will make, you will make. Not God will make. Because God has, show, God, God has done his part. What he's supposed to do is to show us what to do. And he showed us what to do. Second Peter. Chapter 1 verse 3, according as God has given to us all things that pertain to life. And God he has given us everything. Now we need to put it to work. We need to use it. We have to do something. You've got to, I'm showing you what to do. Right? I'm a good pastor, I'm showing you what to do. Now it's up to you. If you don't do it, it's up to you. Don't complain when you see me going higher. You see me getting better. I'm here with you, but you realize that, hey, it's like, pastor, things are happening for pastor. I am telling you what I'm doing. I will never fail in my life. The church is getting bigger and glorious and greater. So you don't don't be, don't be in your house changing channels. You're watching kum kum. Someone said, I'm going to watch kum kum. I said, What is kum kum? I was in your life. Changing channels, changing. And doing watching Facebook, doing all kinds of things, you will not say anything into your life. Nothing. You will not pray. Even Sunday's own, you will not do. I will say, say this after. Hey, maybe. Hallelujah. Don't keep quiet, okay? Mm. Speak the word. Release words into your future. Time will reveal it. Time will reveal the glory. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Let's read the, this one and then we'll read the it's English. Do you have his English? Or let him who wants to enjoy life, uh-huh, this scripture, it's been a long time since I saw it. Let him who, who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not, keep his tongue free from evil and his lips from guile, treachery, deceit. Have you heard it? Let he who wants to enjoy life and see good days. Do you want to enjoy life and see good days? It says, good, whether apparent or not, let him keep his tongue free from evil and his lips free from guile, from treachery, from deceit. Don't say any bad thing. Do you have any English? The Bible says, if a person wants to enjoy his life and to have good days, he must be careful not to say bad things. I'm not the one saying in the Bible. He must be careful not to say bad things. And he must stop saying things that are not true. What are things that are not true? Anything apart from God's word concerning your life. But let God be true and everybody a liar. Eh? Let him, he says, he must be careful not. It's nice. The Bible says this. If a person wants to enjoy his life, you want to enjoy your life. How many of you want to enjoy your life? Give me a weed if you want to. You want to enjoy your life? The Bible says, if a person wants to enjoy his life and to have good days, yeah, I'll never fail. I'll have too many good days. I'll have too many good days. Good days. Good days. Let him refrain his tongue from his English. Uh-huh. He must be careful not to say bad things. 
Sometimes something happens. Oh, I'm 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 not wise guy. Why are you insulting God like that? Hey, I was I was being a fool. Though. You know, it's like you're saying it. I was being a fool. No, I'm not a fool. See, I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. I'm wise. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 30, it says that for of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto us wisdom. He's made wisdom unto us. Christ has made wisdom unto you. Eh? And he must stop saying things that are not true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can see your future. If you don't need a prophet to tell you, I don't need a prophet to come and tell me. What is in my future? I know what is in my future. What is in my future? Good days. Glory. Lovely things. Glorious things. Now, if I go into my future and I see something bad, I don't get worried. I don't say, what do I do? I do. I change it. Why we look at the things you have seen, but the things you don't see. But the things you have seen are subject to change. Whatever I see is subject to change. You can change it. We walk by faith and not by sight. We don't walk by sensory perceptions. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse is it 7. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Hallelujah. Look at 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. It says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. The word sight there is sensory perceptions. Sensory perceptions. For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our conviction of belief respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. We trust and with trust and holy favor that we walk not by sight or appearance. We are not living by sight or appearance. Because sometimes when you look around you, is it true? You wonder where good is going to come from. What is going to happen? You don't know the way forward. Hey. God is showing you what to do. He says, don't look at it. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. Look unto Jesus. Look at the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The King of glory. He's the only one who can inspire you and show you the way to go. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.